I'm Dawn. And I'm Tracy. And we are Real Women. Hello again, Dawn. Good afternoon, Tracy. My Our first recording since I went off on my whirlwind tour of Caribbean and Brazil, so... Yeah, and bloody thank you very much. You go off on your flipping lifetime journey with your son in gorgeousness and then the weather has snowed and rained since you've got back. So Yeah, but I heard the first week yeah. I was away, it was like February. Um we're now in March as we record. Um but um it might even be April by the time this goes um live. But yeah, I heard it got to 12 degrees in the UK and I wasn't jealous because I was at 28 and 30 degrees. So yeah, it went really hot. And then as <laughs> we know, over the last snow in March. Yeah, great. I know I came back home, right from Brazil and the Amazon. I came back to freezing cold weather and snow. So anyway, there you go. So first recording. So everything's up in the air at the minute as it does with a businesswoman that's gone away. But we've got an amazing guest today, Dawn. Yes, and it would be great if you could introduce her. I will do. I was going to ask you, do you want to know all about her? I do. Very excited. (laughs) So we are delighted today to be joined by a young lady. She's young because she's younger than me and Dawn, Um, Janine Evans. (laughs) Now, Janine Evans, back to her, I'm not going to go into it all because I'm sure she's going to share quite a lot of it with us. But like many women and men, you still... You, you know, whatever you're doing in life, some of us decide we need a side hustle or a business of our own, but we don't want to set up a brand new business. So we go into things like network marketing, franchises, all that sort of stuff. And about 26 years ago, Janine went into a little business called Avon, which back then, and um, I know Dawn might share her Avon bit because I think she used to be an Avon lady as well. But back then, it wasn't about building a team. It was simply representing the company and selling the product. But today, it's a fully-fledged network marketing business. You can build a team. And this lady, Janine, also known as Boss Woman, she's not only built a team, grown a business over 26 years, but she's done that with several bits of adversity, including ovarian cancer at the young age of 28, and then discovering one of her children had... um, not an illness because it was autism, so it's not an illness. Mm-hmm. And she had to juggle her job, her business and hospital visits. So lots of stuff that I know is going to resonate with you listeners out there. So without any further wittering on from me, Janine, welcome. Hi, how are you, lady? Thanks for having me. You're, yeah, it's really good to have you on, actually, because Janine and I have never even chatted before. We were no. We connected... And we were going to have a discussion to see whether yeah. we could get her on as a podcast guest. And I was going off on holiday. Um, so she sent me a bio. And the minute she sent me the details, I'm like, this is a perfect guest for us. So, oh, bless you. Thank tell you. us a little bit more, <laughs> Janine. You know, you started in, in Avon 26 years ago. Yeah. Um, what made you suddenly go and, and, you know, start a business promoting somebody else's products? Okay, so I'll take it from the beginning. So I started when I was 21 and I just had my daughter, Tiffany. She was like, well, she's six months old. And I was like struggling like to meet new friends, a new area. Um, wasn't really in the best place with the father of, of my daughter. So I was like, you know what, I want to get out and meet new people. So at the time, we had to like post our brochures around the area. I used to take Tiffany in the pram with me. 
And, you know, that was a really good way to meet new people. Loved it. Did it all the time. Loved it. And then fast forward a few years later, I had my son, Charlie. Um, and Charlie, um, when, when he got hit two, um, I realised there was something not quite um, right um, with him. And later on, we, we realised he had autism. But before then, I actually got diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Um, and I didn't even know I had it. I had no symptoms whatsoever. It was just a um, smear test that I had. And they said that you need to go and see somebody in six months' time. And I was like, no, I want to see someone now because I've never had that before. So they wouldn't they wouldn't let me. But I was like, no, I want you to send me in urgently anyway. They, they still wouldn't. So I went to the doctor's. And he said, by this time, I was having pains in my tummy. So he said, yeah, okay, um, there is something there, but I don't think it's cancer because you don't get pain with cancer. And also, um, you know, you, you're too young to have any type of cancer. So went in to have urgent, it said urgent on the form. They took two months to get through. Then they, when they saw me, they said, what's took you so long? So I said, you have. And I knew, I knew that it was serious. So he took me straight to the side ward and they said, it's very suspicious and it looks like you have got cancer. We don't know which one it is yet. So with all the tests they had to do, CT scans and everything, it turned out I had ovarian cancer. So had to go in within two weeks for the operation. Um, as you can imagine, heads everywhere because, you know, at 28, you're shocked about that. But never, not just that, to be told as well, you've got to have hysterectomy. And, you know, I knew I wanted more children, but, you know, I was thinking, well, I'm not going to be able to now. But then I thought, come on, you know, you, there's women out there who can't have children, so be grateful for that. So that was fine. Um, during the operation, I had a heart attack on, on the operating table. Um, yeah, they opened me up and they wow. found a... Um, found a, a tumour on my appendix that they didn't know were there. So that released a hormone that made me go into um, car cardiac arrest. Apparently, they've never seen that before, so I'm now a case study in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, just just what you want to be. Yeah, let, <laughs> let, 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 let's let's right, get to let's do that as yeah, well. Let's have let's a cardiac arrest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> cardiac arrest that'll get us on the case study. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Wow. <laughs> I mean, no, I know your, your title says boss woman. <laughs> uh, you're literally bossing it at a whole other yeah, level, level. I know, I know, I know. Um, so, yeah, so after all that, I had to then have chemo and they came around to tell me and it was like, I shouldn't laugh, but it's just how they are, you know, in the hospitals. They have got no bedside manner. And it was like, oh, well, you know, um, you, you know, you've got your cancer spread. It's more than a stage one and two. Um and to be honest, we don't know how we're going to treat you. So we're sending you off to another hospital. And I sat there thinking, are you having a laugh? I screamed the war down because I was thinking, I'm going to die. So fast forward that, I ended up going for some chemotherapy. Had to have it seven hours a day for six months. Wow. What, and every day? It was every day. Uh, one day off, yeah, for six months. It was grueling. Um, it was hard. You know, there was times where I wish I had, I could die because it was that bad. It was really bad. I lost all my hair. I didn't care about that, by the way. I honestly didn't care about that. I just wanted to get well. But what I did do while I was in hospital, because it was in a different hospital to where I lived, so mum and dad had to have my children because they were so young, I had time to reflect. 
I had time to think, you know, come on, Janine, you know, if I get out of this, I'm going to do something. I'm not going to be a legal secretary anymore. I'm going to build this business. I'm going to do, I'm going to do more with Ava. I'm going to build it up and I'm going to make a real good business out of this. So I don't have to work, you know, outside it go to a nine to five, basically. So, um, got the all clear from that, um, which was fantastic. You know, I had my life back. I was, you know, I, I was able to watch my kids grow up, which is fantastic, you know, and do all that. And then found out Charlie was autistic. Um, so that again, that was another catalyst. You know what? I'm, I'm definitely doing it now because my son needs me more than ever and I need to go to hospital appointments. So that's what we did. So what happened was I had a, a really great um, mum and dad and they used to pick up the children um, from school nurse and used to take them straight to um, home, even tea. And I'd go out from my nine to five and I'd go out to places like Telford, Stoke, Liverpool. I'm based in Wrexham, North Wales. So I'd travel all these places every single day for like nine, 10 months until I tripled my salary. So once it's tripled the salary, um, recruiting representative to build a team of Avon, I quit my job in the December and decided I was going to do it full time. 11 years on, I've never looked back. I'm still doing it. We don't have to go to people's houses anymore. We do it online because it's all changed. It's been moving with the times. And, you know, I'm a six-figure earner. So I'm absolutely, I mean, honestly, it gives me chills to think about it because I never thought I could even do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who, <laughs> but, who knew selling a three-quid lipstick was going to get you six <laughs> figures? Exactly. And to be honest, people don't realise the power of Avon either. They think it's just, you know, um, pin money or hobby money. Yeah, it is to some people. You know, I had my ex-husband saying to me, I'm not looking after the children for you because it's not a job. Everyone's not a job. Well, hang on a minute. Well, that job's put a roof over their heads and food on the table. So it is a job, you know, and I probably earn more than you now. So whatever. But the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I could have said a lot worse. But at the end of the day, yeah, you know. I, I mean, what literally yeah. my ex-husband has just gone Isn't through it? my head. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's literally yeah. what yeah. I'm saying to myself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let me show you what pin money is. But the yeah. thing is, for some women, yeah. it is simply, you know, whether it's network marketing, franchising. I mean, there's a lot less money you have to put into a network marketing business at the beginning than a franchise. But to some women, it is simply to get them out of the house to meet new people. For others, it's the difference between it might not be a six figure business for some. For some, it might be the difference between having that extra £500 to save up to go on holiday once a year or scrimping and saving the pennies to just cover the basic bills. Exactly. I mean, initially, when they said to me, How much do you want to earn? I was like, Well, I'll be happy with like, 2000 you know but that first year when I hit four grand a month I was like four grand a month oh my god what am I gonna do with four grand a month you know because I've never had money like that obviously now it's increased but it's just phenomenal people what I'm saying is people don't realize the power of what Avon brand is yes but it's just honestly, in all my I'm 56 yeah. and grew up. In fact, this is what tried my one of my first jobs. Yeah, uh, was as an Avon lady when I was 16. Yeah. They've established that they don't let 16 year olds do it anymore, and that's probably a good thing yeah. because um, yeah. I didn't last at it because I was 16. <laughs> 
but growing up, uh, Avon was a, a big brand. It, there weren't as many makeup brands back then, yeah. but I have never, not ever in my whole life, ever spoken to somebody who uses Avon who doesn't say, this is my favourite lipstick, this is my favourite yeah. foundation. It, you know, it, it, I think it's one of those old-fashioned but it's not yeah. really because it, it's always evolved and, and gone with the times but it's 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 a good solid makeup brand at an affordable price and what I love about it is that not only is the actual products good for the user but the the setup of Avon gives some women uh that little bit of financial independence or absolutely and and to me that's a beautiful thing. But literally, I'm I'm have you, Tracy, ever heard anybody go, Avon's crap? I've never heard <laughs> Um I've never in the, er- in the very early days, yes. I'll be honest and say in the early days, yes. I mean, we've now got lots more brands out there. I, if, I, if I remember rightly, Avon got bought out by one of the big American makeup companies. Was it Maybelline or something? Um, they're with Natura now. They've been bought Natura, out with Natura. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and there's, you know, in the very early days, because my mum used to have the Avon woman coming round every month. Yeah. The brochures <laughs> used to come in. And funnily enough, it was one of the few brands where she, as we grew up, she said, I've got my Avon book. Do you want anything out of it? And I don't, I don't hear that so much with some of the other networking brands. But the other is you've got a lot more players in the market now. So Unique came on the scene. They might have been the ones that got bought out by Maybelline. One of them did. Then we've got um, Urban, Urban Durst. Day Spa, which was Active Labs, has now bought Urban Day Spa. So they're out. Avon's the only one out of those that I've heard of. Yeah, there's like there's loads out there. You've got, you know, to be fair, so that we're not we're not advertising one, but and I'll come to my point in a minute. And you've got things like Isogenic in the States, they do it, Mm -hmm. you've got Arbon. And the thing I noticed with all of those, I mean, apart from Amway and I think Oriflame. The Oriflame and Amway, I think, have been out as long as Avon has. But like all these others are fairly new players. They might have been in America for 20 years. They've only been in the UK for, I don't know, 10, maybe, if that. They all played on this. We cut out the middleman. We make it cheaper. But when you look at their products, they're ridiculous. You're still paying 50 quid for a night cream. And they said that's that's because it's cheaper than going and buying creme de la mer. Well, hold on. There well, are women in this country that can't afford creme de la mer or it's cheaper alternative through you. So where Avon, I think, fills a massive gap in the market, it is affordable. It's not it's 50 a, quid yeah. for a night cream. It's not. And not just that. People don't realise. It's the same scientists that do La Prairie cream that they that do the Avon brand. They're in New York doing new things yeah. every time. Um, and, you know... Avon's got um, a cream called Protonol. It's got a cream with Protonol in it, and Protonol takes skin right back to baby skin. So, you know. Oh, I need before, some of that. You know, <laughs> Dawn said I didn't, you know, I, I look quite young. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, I'm literally you know, Googling right now Avon. <laughs> what is it? Protonol. Protonol. Yeah. yeah Avon Protonol. I'm going to be ordering yes. it in bulk. But it, 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 shows how much, it. it shows how much Avon's grown up. Because, you know, there was a um, not that many years ago, but maybe 10, 13 years ago, 
the world moved on to this having no nasties in the skincare. And that's what I was going to say. When I first sort of, when I was younger and I first learned about Avon because my mum had it, back then there was an awful lot of chemical-based products on it. But that was also the case for stuff you bought out of the department store. The world's yeah. changed and it's nice It's nice to hear that the likes of Avon and Oriflame and all them, they've all they've all changed with the world. Evolved. We've all yeah, evolved. Yeah, absolutely. And also what I like about Avon is um, you can earn from the first pound. So the first pound you sell, you're earning from that pound. Years ago, it wasn't like that. You'd earn from the first £78. After £78, you start earning, sorry. Now it's from the first pound. So you're getting your commission. It's all different levels, you know, different commissions. But if you like over like, let's just say over three months, you get £1,000 a month to so say 3000 In the next three months, you're going to be getting 32% commission off every single order, even one pound order. So it gives that person incentive to get up the levels as well yeah. and do well and make money with Avon. So um, can I just ask then, so... <clears throat> I can see how the original, I know how the original model worked because I did it. Yeah. So you, you put your coat on with your bag of brochures and you went, Yeah. you didn't know, know them, but you just walked around your whole local area and delivered yeah. them and went yeah. back a week later and picked picked up the catalogues and they'll have ticked what they want and stuff. Yeah. But you said that it had moved online. How does that work? So if I, if I wanted to be an Avon lady now, how does that work online? Okay, so we, you still can be both. You can be hybrid. So that is like, you know, online and also delivering. We're not going to take away the brochures because that's how it first started in the beginning. You know, we're 67 years celebrating that in the UK this year. So it's fantastic. Yeah. Avon's been going. 135 worldwide years, you know, so it's amazing brand. But how it's how it's evolving with the online thing, you know, on a Tuesday, Avon's got an app and on a Tuesday they change the... The, the brochure to digital offers and, and you have loads of different digital things that you can send out to your customers that you know, whether it's on social media or people in your phone, whatever, they can send it back to the local, you can deliver it. Um, or you have your own online store that you can create. Avon's done it all for you. All you've got to do is do, the, is do your name of your online store. And then that link, you send it out to all your customers or anyone you know, social media, and then it'll get delivered to their home. You get 20, after £25 worth of orders, you get free delivery. Um, and you still earn commission on that. Okay, because 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 they've booked through your... Yes, your our lives. Yeah, Avon know it's to us, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> like Amazon. You know yeah, Amazon started yeah. doing affiliate. So if you sent yeah, people so your affiliate link, Amazon it. knew they'd come through you, so you'd get a percentage of whatever they bought. Yeah, and it's exactly the same. It's your link, so it's unique to you. And then so it'll definitely just go straight to to that person and you earn the commission off that, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, it's just amazing how it's come, how, it's, how far it's come, you know. Sounds a lot better. I mean, if I, I, did, I did do some network marketing um, on and off over the years. Mm. Um, and there's some of them where in order to do your sales what they teach you to do is go and do evening parties so Anne Summers was oh, one right. of those yeah sound it's an awful lot better and more evolved than organizing a pamper party to sell all the products isn't it yeah yeah definitely <laughs> I mean you can do that live anyway yeah. you know I, I, you can do live videos on 
on your business page and you can do things like that, that's not a problem, you know. Um, anything, just to, uh, email marketing to get it out there. You can do almost anything to get your sales. But if Avon's also a brand, you don't have to plug that much because people do know what Avon is, don't they? They yeah. do. So if you, know? you were, if you were, it actually wouldn't matter how old you were. So if you were young at university and you needed an extra income, yeah, right to maybe you're 55, 60, you're newly divorced, I don't know. And, yeah. and, and even if you don't have a large social media following, you've still got that old-fashioned ability to be able to just... Absolutely. We still get the better wear, you know, is it the better yeah, wear? Yeah, better wear brochure oh, still yeah. comes round, yeah. Get that, uh, delivered oh, wow. here. I have no idea who delivers it and I never order anything out of it. But, you know, I always look through it and I intend. Yeah. You, you still, yeah. you still like <laughs> to look at them, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I tend to buy stuff. I just forget. <laughs> I I, I'm not very good. No, but the point is that's, that's I, I just love any concept and I think we should fully endorse and support any business that is set up that there's a piece of the pie for everybody yeah. and i just i just love that and i think one of their one of the conveniences of online and all the rest of it is it's instant and all the rest of it but but one of the consequence of us moving into an online space socially and commercially is that we our communities now are lacking that community that yeah you know, I know what you're saying. an Avon lady knock a pools man knock you remember yeah. the pools? I bet yeah pools yeah I yeah. remember the pools yeah and and you know uh, those little things are little bits of the DNA of local communities yeah. that are quite nice I and tell I, you what love that Avon has both evolved and yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, one of the good things I like, because there's still one comes around here and pops a brochure through. Uh, and for a while, they, they were still coming to mum's after she was no longer with us, sadly. But what I love about it is because it's such a, a, a what's the word? Not an old brand, but it's Classic. a long standing brand. Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of, a lot of older ladies who actually maybe are living on their own now. And I know one of them I was chatting to probably about a year ago now when we were sorting some stuff mm -hmm. out with the bungalow. She said, I, you know, I do a lot of it now online, she said, but there's still about 10 customers I go and drop a brochure because they're old ladies yeah. that live on their own. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I that's still brilliant. Do that. I've still got my customers from 26 years ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I've never, never left them. You know, I love getting out to the community. You know, I love meeting people, having a coffee with people, you know, because a lot of the time they want to speak, they want, they're lonely. They they're want lonely, to talk yeah. to somebody, don't they? You know? Yeah, it's quite it's funny. Before we before we move on and hear more about how mm. you continued this business growing with all the adversity, because I'd love mm. to hear a bit more about that. A couple of the bits that I, I do love is based on what you've said about how Avon's now working. So there's a lot of the network marketing companies now where in order to get the cheaper price, you have to register and subscribe. So every month you're going to get an order unless you go right. in and you delay the delivery. That's a pain in the ass. I love oh. the fact that this one is still one of the models where it's like, if, if you want to buy, you buy. If you don't, you yeah. don't. If you want to stop for two months, you've not got to mess around with a subscription. You simply just put your order no. in. You don't have to mess around with subscription. Avon will keep you on for 12 months on that account. And then after 12 months, obviously, if somebody doesn't want 
to continue. They'll just fall off. And if they want to come back, they can go back to a different team. That's fine. And that, that's if you build. That's if you're building a business, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and 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 representing. I'm gonna like, say yeah. Both, yeah, both. Um, it's 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 just great for that. Um, for sales leaders, it's, it's you ha- you do have to get a bit more. Like you have to get like two hundred and fifty pounds, and you mu- you must get that's your personal sales, and then you must get to, to remain like over a thousand pounds of network. But by then, you are getting that. You've got people on your team yeah. anyway doing that, so that's fine. And you um, can, I'm assuming you can still run it where if you don't want to build a team, you can still run it as an online rep and you still get a certain level yes, of commission. Absolutely. And- we've got a lot of Hall to Fame reps, which are people that have been doing it. Gosh, we've got ladies that have been doing it like 54 years, wow. you know, plus, you know, as well. Yeah, they're still, they're still doing it now. Um, and people sell over 35,000 plus sales and they go into the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame is a special event where you go and, Avon, you know, will will make a real big fuss of you for doing so well and stuff. They applaud the representatives. They, you know, they appreciate you. And that's what I like as well. They absolutely appreciate you. Because a lot of companies, they don't always get that. No. Do you either? You do get the appreciation. That brings up that brings up another which can sometimes be controversial, but I'd love Mm. for it to be covered here, is you know, I sometimes hear people going, oh, it's a pyramid scheme, it's this, it's that, it's the other, it's a pyramid scheme, it's pyramid, you're building a business and you've got people in your team and it's a pyramid scheme. I'm, try- I'm trying to take off Dawn for those listeners that are used to Dawn doing that little voice. But it's really funny because when you think about it, if you go into a department store, yeah, you go up to the makeup counter, you're paying extra to cover the cost of having that makeup counter, mm. Yeah. But if we just talk about the staff and whether this is pyramid scheme or not, because some people do think network marketing is pyramid scheme. Not all of them. Yeah. Mm. Some are set up like any business because they're trying to fraud people and some are legitimate businesses, guys. Do your homework. So that person selling you the makeup is getting paid a salary. Right. Yeah. The product has been priced to cover that person's salary, that person's manager, that manager's Mm. area manager, that area manager's director manager and the ceo of the company so whether you're buying it out of a department store or you're buying it through what is known as a referral based selling Mm. the price has got mark upon it to cover the people they have to pay but what i've found when i've done my research into them is there's a lot less overheads with a referral marketing or network marketing model than there is with a physical store. So if you're still sat there hearing all the no doubters going, oh, it's pyramid scheme, network marketing, do your homework, do your due diligence, because I tell you what, I think they'll be uh, saying that on the other side of their face when they re-listen to, I'm doing four grand a month, what do I do with that kind of money? (laughs) So, yeah, I just wanted to cover that bit because I know yeah, that definitely. is often said about network marketing. Well, first of all, pyramid schemes are illegal. So mm. it's not pyramid scheme, it's multi-level marketing and that's perfectly legitimate to do. Um, but like you say, if you think about it, you know, you've got, if you if you go to, to supermarket, you're going to have the boss, aren't you? Then you're yeah. going to have, you know, the managers, the workers. It's exactly the same, exactly the same concept. You know, and, and people do think, well, gosh, you know, you, you earn, you know, loads off my, some people will say sometimes you earn loads off my team. No, I don't earn loads off your team. You know, you have to really work hard. And I mean, really work hard to get where you are. Like I've worked 12 hours a day, 
seven days a week sometimes, you know. And it's, I did that. I didn't have a holiday for like five years. I wanted to really, really bless the business, you know, and get where I am, you know. Like Christmas, well, November, I earned £12,000. You can say they do that in a normal job, you know what I mean, in yeah. one month. That's amazing, isn't it? And I'm only saying that not to brag, but to tell people and the listeners out there, you can earn this money if you work out harder it and you get out what you put in, don't yeah. you? Well, um, the other way around, you know what I mean. But. Well, that's a really good point, Janine, because yeah. some people say, oh, you know, when you get the top, it's a passive income. No, it's not, because the time no. you're doing is looking after your team. You Definitely. still have to work hard. Difference yeah. is, unlike the person behind the counter, your salary is not capped. Exactly. The more it's you work, capped. the more you get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I do incentives for my team to motivate people. It's not everybody's as motivated as me. I'm very motivated. I I get driven. I'm driven by money. And I, that's just me. I can't help it. That's just me. I never used to be. But I suppose seeing the bigger picture, what you can earn, I just want more, which people would, wouldn't they? I the love that the honesty. Don't you, Dawn? Yeah, How I many do, people, yeah. in honesty, admit I'm driven by money and when I get some, I I'm like, I'll go for more? <laughs> Yeah, uh, on that, I think I think the bit that really irks me is you can get somebody who's got really solid value. Now, so you may be driven. I'm driven. I like money, Tracy. We all yeah. like money. There's those of us that are, are able to be really blunt and honest and say, "Yeah, I'm up for a bit of money," and feel no guilt about it. What I won't do, and what a lot of people who earn money won't do, is is um, bastardize their soul they won't trade in their values but there's this conspiracy that in order to be driven by money must mean that you are heartless and you are prepared to trade your soul i'm gonna say yeah and i my i constantly have this narrative and and challenge it that that no, no you you don't you can still be wealthy Absolutely, uh, you wouldn't believe. Trading in your values, and and you're another example. Yeah, I do everything with integrity, everything with honesty. I, there's no way I would even, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't do that. It's not even me, you know. In fact, you know, if anyone like when my customers now, anyone purchases from me from in March, they're going to get a Mother's Day gift off me. They got a Valentine's gift off me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they get things. I appreciate my customers. You know, maybe that's why they've stuck with me for 26 years. I don't yeah. know. Right, so that's you know. the side of this, isn't it? And and yeah. this is probably, if somebody was to ask me what is my single success ingredient, I mean, that we, we all know that when we've got our own businesses and they're successful, there's mm-hmm. lots of ingredients. But one of the biggest ones, I was raised, my, my grandfather was an engineer, my dad's an engineer, and they come from an era like my dad's in his mid seventies. They come from an era where they did business on a handshake, where you do what you say and you say what yeah. you do, where you look after your customers, where you give good value for money and 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 transparency and all of those great things. And there is so much of that lacking nowadays. Yeah, actually, all you have to do is do that, yeah. and people appreciate it. Like thirty years ago, that was taken for granted. Yeah, that you yeah. would that that you know that that was there, and and I think it's one of the biggest. Certainly, the peers in my industry don't don't do that, and long may they not, because I do mm. I do really well out of their <laughs> inadequacies. Yeah, <laughs> but, 
<laughs> However, you know, this you're another example where where those let's call them old fashioned values can be very easily applied uh, and you still earn your money. And and that's such a, I love examples like that because what makes me really sad genuinely is it's the nice people who have the belief that you you can't keep your values. So therefore they'd rather, you know, they they worry about the money side of things. And, And I think the more of us that can spread the message that the good guys can do both they can keep their values and yeah. um so Absolutely. that's definitely for you to have brought up really oh no I, I i'm all for that you know can i um, um, can i take a step back a little bit yeah, I, want to, of course you can. I want to just explore um that diagnosis stage and that yeah that period of time where you thought that i mean in your words you thought you would you were going to die yeah absolutely how much of an impact has that journey had for you in how you make decisions moving forward well I just do what I want now to be honest like I don't give a shit really (laughs) (laughs) I love it neither do Dawn and I we don't give a shit we sort of do but yeah Life's not a dress rehearsal, is it, at the end of the day? That's how I look at it. You know, I was so close to death, so close to death. I mean, I remember thinking, I'm never going to see these children grow up, get married, I'm never going to see and have an education. And that scared the hell out of me. And I was like, no, I've got I've, I've got to be positive, but put me positive pants on. I'm always positive, by the way. Very rarely have a bad day. <laughs> very, very rarely. But you know, I I it wasn't it wasn't an option. They sent me a, a book through the post saying how to tell your kids you're dying. Well, that went in the bin because it's like I ain't dying. No way am I dying, you know? Do you know this that it makes me laugh that, you know, and <laughs> I know there are people out there, my mum died of cancer. Um yeah. oh, but there are people out there that you'll get a diagnosis. So a lady I knew, I met personally, she had a uh, many, many years with several, several brain tumours. And she actually wrote a book called The Cancer Whisperer. Lovely lady, Sophie yeah. Sophie Savage. She's she's passed on sadly now, it, it eventually beat her. But the whole point she went in and wrote this book is that, you know, when you get a diagnosis that is potentially terminal, life-threatening, whatever, medicine takes over and it's all about, you know, it's now the topic is all about your death. And she literally went, no, I don't care whether I've got three months, six months or 60 years. This is my life. I would like to live it in whatever form is left. And you saying about, you know, they give you a brochure to tell your kids how you're dying. How about telling your kids how you're going to live the best life yet, even if it's only for another six months? Absolutely. You know, it's, I hadn't really said to the children anything about much about the cancer because they were tiny. But I remember obviously people talk in the schoolyard and I remember, you know, um, her, Tiffany coming back saying, "Mummy, are, are you? I've heard today that the kids in school said you're dying." I was like, "Let me tell you something. Number one, and I did say it, but it was in good jest. I mean, a place from the heart with my mum. Actually, and I said, "Do you really think I'd leave you with your grandma?" Number one, <laughs> you know, because I won't. <laughs> and number two, I'm not dying. I promise you, I'm going to be here for you. 
you know, and look, I am now, you know, gosh, I didn't know if I was or not, but I had to be positive. Let me tell you the story about children as well with me being positive and me putting a positive, how the work ethics change with this. I know I'm a bit, I'm a bit digressing, but I, I think this is important to say. Tiffany had a school um, friend and she said to Tiffany, when I grow up, I'm not going to work. And Tiffany said, what do you mean I'm not going to work? She goes, oh, I just don't want to work. She goes, you know what? I look at it two ways. I can be like my dad, she said, and not have a job and don't work and live off benefits. Or I can be like my mum and work my hardest and get where I want to be. And she was like 10. How good is that? And I thought, you honestly, how kids perceive you. Do you know what I mean? It's amazing. So, you know, I want to be that role model for kids and, and cancer survivors. Do you know what I mean? It's brilliant isn't it yeah and uh, I, it uh, is about uh, living isn't it it's about yeah, life we're, all, is for living. we're all gonna die at some point guys some of us yeah. get an indication earlier than others but at the end of the day yeah. our final destination as a human being yeah. sorry about this yeah. but it's death yeah unfortunately and, and mm. what interests me is your breath uh, it's a brave thing to look at a small child that can't articulate cancer and risk yeah it's a brave thing equally to say, mum's not dying, I won't. Yeah. I suppose what's going through my mind is, I wonder how much of that attitude saved you. Yes. Uh, does that make... An alter- Positive when attitude. I'm in, well, when I'm, when I'm in Survivor, when something hits the fan, hmm. I lock off options. That is not an option, that is an option. Yeah. I'm, that's my natural survival response. Yeah. Um, and it's quite a sophisticated survival response. And that sounds what you did with your cancer, that actually dying now from this disease is not the option. And yeah. I'm going to fight it. And it just interests me. It's a very brave thing, firstly, to manage the expectation of your daughter. And thank yeah. God you did, frankly. But yeah. um, I think where the bravery in that is that we are equally perhaps in tempted to feel out of control in yeah. diagnosis of search Absolutely. and therefore tempted to not refuse to die from it and mm. and tempted to at least manage the especially small children very small children who can't they just don't understand Process it. Yeah. Turn around and make a promise that that's not going to happen i know what kind know. of that fascinates me that you were able to do that in that situation. Don't get me wrong. I had times where I, I was so low, but I'd say 98% of the time I weren't dying. In my head, I wasn't dying. I was getting through it every single time. I, I wasn't I wasn't looking at funerals. I wasn't thinking what my funeral song, whatever. I was thinking, right, in about two years from now, we've been doing this, this and this. I'm planning my life forward, you know. Yeah, I prayed to God and I did. I prayed to God so much that I wanted to be here for my kids. Who wouldn't want to turn to that, you know? Um, but I I couldn't, I could not let Tiffany think, mummy's going to die and leave her. I, I know I didn't know, but I was like, no, I'm not. I'm going to be here for you and I'm going to, you know, be, make the test of time and I'm going to, be a successful person. You're going to see me be do that. You're, I'm going to get you through uni. I'm going to get you, help you with your new house that you buy. And that's all happened. You know, it wasn't an option. Death was not an option for me. 
you know, I'm just so grateful that I didn't die, you know, because I didn't have their dad at the time either. And he's, he's only now come back into their life. But Tiffany sadly doesn't want to see him, understandably, but Charlie will. But, you know, I don't know. I, that was my, I remember thinking any situation you can, you can turn around, but you can't turn this around. This is at your control. I wanted to run away, really. I wanted to get me stuff and run away, but where was I running to? I weren't running anywhere because I had to. I had to be positive. I had the two little ch- children there, relying on their mummy, you know, and, and that was it. So, if somebody had a diagnosis that was already terminal, so mm-hmm. it's got to that stage that it's palliative, it's now terminal. It's very difficult for those of us yeah. in on the sideline to say then to that person, right, come on, kid, dying from this is not an option. Yeah. And I think it's very difficult potentially for that person. You know, you've been told it's stage four, you've been told you're on palliative, you've been told that it's terminal, you've been told to get your affairs in order. I wonder what you would say to somebody. I don't feel that, because I haven't been in that situation, I don't feel qualified to have an I do have opinions on it I don't feel it would be right for me to cast my opinion into somebody like yourself uh what what would you say to somebody in that circumstance to be honest it has happened to me one of my best friends passed away at not even like 29 near his 30th birthday of brain tumor um and I only we only met because I was really good friends with his sister and she was like you know what josh um he really needs needs to speak to somebody because like he doesn't know i don't know what he's going through and i said do you want me to speak to him because i know what he's going through all right it's a different cancer but i know what he's going through and i went around there and i i did talk to him okay mine wasn't terminal cancer but i did talk to him and i and i did say you know you, you just be positive at the time you know yeah he was terminal but they didn't know how long he had or anything you know so it was just like making the best of a situation and being there for that person so he'd always message me if he felt a bit scared or you know he was a big fan of Titanic and so was I and he'd text me about that oh do you need Titanic's one look now put it on and you know and and going nearer to the nearer to the death door you know he, he would he wasn't able to speak so he had to just do like um voice message and it'll send it'll do the transcript for you and things but I I was always positive I never ever ever was down around him but it was difficult one time when he said to me will you come to my funeral and I said look to my daughter and I said I don't know what to say I honestly don't know what to say and she said just say yes you will be there and so I did I said yes I will be there that was hard that was so hard because you know I didn't want to think about that. No one does, do they? No. So, so even you going, let's say you're more qualified. Yeah. Well, probably the wrong way to phrase it. I can't think of a a way to kind of phrase it. But you know, being somebody who has faced that uh, yeah. scenario, uh, but even then, it's such a personal thing. If somebody has accepted accepted it yeah it, the diagnosis accepted that this might be their end yeah actually what we've got to do is just let them roll with it 
it's their yeah. journey, isn't it? It's their yeah. journey. It's their journey. I um I know three years ago when my friend um she'd got to a stage where it was palliative. She was back Aww. at home and it was quite funny because I <laughs> you don't know what to say to people, you really don't. So I, I used to have the thing, well, whatever she wants to talk about, we'll talk about and um, we used to go outside for a cigarette, bless her. Um, so we'd sit there and she'd say, she literally said to me one day, I love that you're here. I said, well, I can't do a lot. She went, no, but everybody else comes and all they fucking talk about is my illness. She said, you come and you talk about all the shit we always talk about. She said, life's still happening when you come down. And it suddenly dawned Aww. on me and it, it did give me a bit of a learning experience, you know, and everybody is different. Everybody's journey is going to be different, just like it is when you're living. If you know you're on palliative care and you're basically settling all your affairs, everybody's journey is going to be different. And I can't imagine what that's going to be like. But one thing I learned from that experience is let that person take the lead. If that person wants exactly. to talk about their illness and their funeral, roll with it. If they want to talk about the shit you used to talk about three years ago, talk about the shit you used to talk about. Exactly. I mean, funny enough, you know, I lost a lot of friends when I had the cancer. I did. A lot. I used to be able to phone anyone up and say, do you want to go here? Do you want to go there on a night out? And I didn't have that anymore. And I think it's because people think you are dying yeah. and they don't know what to say to you. They don't know what to say to you. They can't deal with it. They just can't, you know. Um, my mum let the vicar come to see me once. <laughs> I just fripped. <laughs> I freaked out that much. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe my mum sent the vicar here. I'm not dying. Tell her to piss off. <laughs> Listen, and the vicar was really bad. She was really like offended that I didn't want to speak to her. But I was like, I'm not dying. Please go away. Yeah, go do one. Way. I'll come to church if I want to. <laughs> Brilliant. It's classic, isn't it? But yeah, everybody's journey is different. But you, you have had a phenomenal one, Janine. You know, you've and and I, I know there's going to be episodes we're going to get you back on for. We we've got lovely Laura who um she treats people with early hysterectomy and menopause. You know, I, I know at some point in the future there'll be a discussion around you know how do you live your I'll life when yeah. you know are you yeah. still a woman when you've lost your womb all that sort of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the amazing thing is. What started as a dropping a few leaflets round doors 26 years ago that you have phenomenally kept going through all these adversities, yeah, the chemo, is, yeah. the diagnosis, your son's diagnosis. And when Avon moved into building a team, you went with them. And I mean, you went on. Is it a dime, silver, silver ambassador i think it is isn't it yeah i got up to that yeah so you went you built a team if anybody Mm -hmm. out there still thinks these you know these little being a rep being an affiliate being network marketer are still itty bitty side hustles they can be whatever you want them to be it's down to how much you take life as a dress rehearsal or it's going to be here forever absolutely absolutely life's not a dress rehearsal live for today and if i have to say anything my top tip is never ever give up ever you know no ever ever give up no i'm still not giving up now i'm not giving up now you know um i don't even think i shared with you i had cancer two years ago another one Uh, i I did i had a melanoma on my foot actually on my ankle um i'm fine with it now everything's fine but 
you know, I dealt with that completely different than I dealt with the ovarian one. You know, actually, I kind of shut down with that one. But I think it's because my kids were older. They didn't need me. Yeah. They didn't need me. So I was like, shit, they don't need me, but I need them, you know. But everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm absolutely fine. Everything's gone, which is thank, thank God for that. And um, I don't know. People say I'm a strong person. I'm just strong minded. That's all it is. Um, and I don't know. I just don't want to give up on life. I'm only 47. I don't want to give up. Do you know what I mean? Life's for living. Life is for living. <laughs> yeah. You, you. There are a couple of sayings, you know, one is mm. you can get busy living or you can get busy dying. Your mm, choice. Yeah. The other one I love, and this little quote came to me when you were mentioning stuff, you know, you are a go-getter through all yeah. that adversity. You've not given up. And it brought to mind a very funny little quote that I'm, I'm going to share because obviously we've, we've covered everything from network marketing to ovarian cancer and death today. Um, an ironing board is simply a, a an ironing board is simply a surfboard that's given up on its dreams. So you know what, peeps out there listening. We've all got I shit going bored. on in his life. We, you know, we right now with the economic climate, some of us, have, mm. some of you have got money worries. Some of you are wondering whether you want to carry on working in your nine to five. There are options there for you. That's the big thing. There are options. There are always options, and um, you can decide to be the ironing board or you can decide to be the surfboard. But at the end of the day, it's your choice. Yeah, I'm surfing, baby. Yeah, we're surfing. <laughs> Yeah. Officially, you're living up to your boss woman title. Yeah. Yes, I am. Pleasure to meet oh, you. Such you. an inspiration. Um, <laughs> I, I think I shed a little bit of a tear actually throughout. Oh. This it's, really touched, it's really touched me. Yeah. Um, oh. And we've got to get you back. What a phenomenal human. Yes, being. I'd love to come back. Thank we will. We will get. We will get you back. Um, you'll be going on our list as somebody to contact. And have you got a slot that day? We got a couple of people that come on every so often. Um, oh. Sort of what we call a regular guest, as it were. But oh, yeah, I'd love that. your story is amazing, and we've only we've only heard a tiny little bit of it. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's a little bit that will resonate with lots of people out there and we will hear more from you. Yeah. And um, do send us your link to your little online we site. We will make sure we, we get all of that in the show notes. Because I'm going to go and look up this um, baby Personal. skin. Yeah, <laughs> I, want baby skin. I want baby skin. <laughs> You won't believe I'm 97, <laughs> would you? Hey, look, we're 97. You're looking good, girl. Yeah, yeah. No, me and Dawn are both in our 50s and I'm I'm getting Aww. nearer 60 every single day, but loving it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look it. You don't look it at all. <laughs> but yeah, it's been absolutely brilliant having you on, Janine. We, oh, will, be, we will be speaking with you again in the future, both as people and on our oh, podcast and nice. just keep being that amazing person that you're being because you know what girl it's working it is thank you girl thank you you're welcome and on that <laughs> you're note make me cry now. <laughs> on that note it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me and bye to janine bye <laughs> Thank you 
for your company and to share your spandex and stiletto stories with us, tag at Real Women Podcast on Instagram.